0: Welcome, Welcome to Delayed, to Delayed Effect. 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 packing. And if you can't already tell, uh, this is a driving one. I am currently in the car, making my way down south. No, I'm not singing it to the tune of that damn song. But now I'm picturing Terry Crews dancing to it in the car. Anyway, uh yeah, I'm heading back down to Oregon for the day. enough right after I announced that the 8-bit Pachycast is on hiatus I'm going down to a retro gaming convention so you know go figure that Uh, but oh well fucking way she goes eh I didn't mean for that to sound Canadian (laughs) sorry Joe that was racist Brett, what R-T-G-R-A-M-A? People's license plates are weird. Anyway, hi. Uh, Yeah, this is a bit of a... Is untraditional a word? Non-traditional? Unconventional? Unorthodox, maybe? I don't know. This is a bit of a... A uh, departure, if you will, from the regular... MO of this podcast, because well, not a lot's changed since I recorded the last one. Even though I just realized, like, as I was listening to the newest episode of Podblocked, it just hit me in the middle of that, because those guys are so so uh, adamant about being consistent on a weekly basis. And then they announced that they recorded this episode a day late, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah I haven't recorded an episode in two weeks, holy shit, because I guess the last one I did was the, uh, the tangent takeover, so, uh, sorry about that, I, I had the means to do it last weekend, I just, I honestly didn't even think about it, I, I was sick, well, okay, so, holy shit, yeah, a lot has happened, (laughs) I'm surprised I didn't, uh, wow, so, well, for starters, yeah, last Sunday, had the time to record it, I was, I wasn't, like, severely ill, but I didn't feel very well. I was down in Oregon last weekend, too, uh, for which I will disclose soon, but (laughs) I, uh, I I was at my parents' house, crashing there for the weekend, and son of a bitch, like, Sunday, I just, I felt horrible. I was, like, achy, and I mean, I, I, I didn't even think about podcasting at all, and I ended up staying there Sunday night, too, because I didn't feel well enough to drive, I actually, had to call in sick to work Monday, which I hated doing, because, you know, I don't want to be sick for work, especially for this job that I'm trying to keep so that I can stay in Seattle. And, uh, you know, and it kind of, it actually kind of spiraled throughout the rest of the week because you know I took Monday off as I just said and then just kind of slept in drove back up spent some time with uh, I'm just calling them my family that I'm staying with in, in Seattle and Jesus then I woke up Tuesday and I'm like alright cool I can do this so I went to work it was fine then people around the house started getting sick and I'm like well that's kind of weird And then Tuesday, or excuse me, Wednesday rolled around and I got up and my stomach was like, nope, fuck you. And I started, I actually started thinking that I was getting my, my stomach ulcer back because that's exactly what it felt like. And I was kind of freaking out a little bit because I didn't really want to have to try and find a way to deal with that because I don't really know how to use my medical insurance up here since it's technically part of Oregon's health plan. They say their coverage extends to out-of-network areas, I say with air quotes, but I haven't really called to figure out exactly how that works. I probably should, so I don't have to find out when I need it, you know, (laughs) but, uh, so I'm like, well, okay, so I just popped a couple of and drank some water, and I was like, all right, you know, I'll just, I'll push through the day, and I'll come home and just crash. The day dragged on like a motherfucker, and <laughs> I, uh, my, my job now, I, it, it's changed a little bit, you know, before I was basically taking units out of boxes, plugging them in, making sure they turned on and putting them back in the box, well now I'm taking units out of boxes, plugging them in and upgrading them, which is what I was originally hired for. It sounds just as tedious, but it's, it's actually a little bit better because I have to wait on the system. Because basically what it's doing is when you're initializing these, these devices, it's sending a signal to the main network, um, which is at the, the hub in downtown Seattle, and it's latching on to something. To, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's, it's latching on to a specific program that basically tells me, okay, this is this unit is ready to upgrade, and then I enact the upgrade, and then I wait for it to grab that data and bring it back to the device and basically install it, more or less. And then I give it to my coworker, and he puts it in the box. And, I mean, it's there's a lot of this job, no matter what task I do. It's the same thing over and over and over again. But this one, this feels better because I have to wait on the computer, so I'm essentially sitting there watching screen and waiting it's weird because I've never had a job where I was getting paid to wait and and that kind of goes against the grain for me because I'm I'm one of those workers that when I'm in the middle of a task I want to constantly be moving so I, I I don't know so it's I mean it's it's kind of nice because I get to sit there and play on my phone while I'm waiting but what I had done on Wednesday is I just plug in the devices and I sat on the table there and I was just like hunched over looking at the screen I just felt my body just withering and and I'm like this isn't gonna end well. You know I, I, I went and got a a drink, tried just sipping on something to maybe ease my stomach and it just got kind of worse. I was really 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 tired my body started aching again. I got to my lunch break somehow and I went out and I took a nap in the car for about 45 minutes I wasn't even hungry and I woke up from the nap and I'm like I, I just can't do this so I went and told my boss I'm like look dude I I feel like shit again I I don't know what it is but I I can't sit here for the rest of the day and do this and you know they were all really cool with it you know they said yeah we'll cover it don't worry you know just go focus on getting better I didn't go back till Friday I had to take Thursday off too Uh, I ended up getting worse Wednesday night when I got home I, I tried eating some applesauce and some toast and stuff like that and it started settling and then and then it didn't and then it churned and then it found its way out yeah, gross but I'll tell you what as violent an upheaval as that was I felt a million times better afterwards that was I I don't I don't know if that's like always the case because I don't throw up very often I mean I actually do everything I can to not throw up and uh it it takes a it takes a lot for me to get there And, and the thing is too is like even when I have the flu like that it's not a... I, I, I haven't been to the point where I've been so ill that I'm just consistently throwing up on a regular basis since, I think, like a year or two after high school. And even before that, I don't remember. It's just... Uh, it's I don't know what it is, but it's just not something I do. And uh, so I, I threw up the once. Well, technically three times, but you know... I I did that and I felt great I was a little queasy about a couple hours later but I laid down and slept stayed home the next day and just rested built my system back up and Friday came around and I was good as gold thankfully because like I said I don't want to miss any more work because the thing is I'm noticing little little nuances and uh and things that people are saying around there that I, I think they actually like me. I mean, I'm not giving them any reason not to, and, and I'm a, I am ai think I'm a really good worker. But, uh, you know, I, we've gone through three other people uh, for the position that works next to me. Because I, I got hired through the company, but this this these two positions are usually hired by way of a temp agency. So, you know, I had one guy start... Two weeks later, he's like, "I I can't do this." You know, he he couldn't afford the drive. It was a bit of a stretch for him. You know, the the ends weren't justifying the means. So I, I respected that. This other guy showed up the next day, um, or rather the next week, and because uh, I was on a Friday, and uh, I was like, "Cool," you know, this guy was good. He he caught on a little bit better than the first guy, so you know, we we're rolling with him. And then he took a day off and he started making a few mistakes so management you know got another guy from the temp agency to show up to fill in for him while he was gone and I guess they're pushing it through so that he'll stay because he caught on even better which is fine you know as long as they're doing their work I don't really care but uh, it's, it's funny because like you know when the second guy started and the third guy started both times the the manager warehouse manager came out and I think that's what his title is. I really don't even know. My boss basically came out and said, you know, just just watch Patrick. Well, you know, that's my name. If you don't know, Packy is short for Patrick. And in terms of when I'm at work, I always go by my real name. I've told people there you can call me Packy if you want. But nobody has yet. <laughs> but uh so they're like watch patrick he's an expert he knows what he's doing he's really good at this they, they say things like that to these people and i'm like i'm an expert at what <laughs> taking things out of a box plugging it in putting it back you know it's i mean it, it's not arduous at all but i i guess i do well enough there and um everybody seems to really uh enjoy having me there, so I, I guess that'll be great for if something opens up that I can apply for because uh, I've had a couple of the guys tell me, you know, if anything comes up and, and you apply for it, you know, we'll put in a good word for you and even even hearing that from the people I don't work with directly or even talk to on a regular basis, have said such things too and I'm like alright, <laughs> thank you I mean, that's, that's great because, you know like i said i need to keep this job or a job up here or i guess rather up there since i'm not technically in seattle right now uh if i want to stay and i want to stay because um, i got everything squared away everything's ready all i'm waiting on right now is a response from my mentor to tell me when i can have my first session and i'm in everything's paid for my website's all ready to go um it's kind of cool because I had to set up a profile on the school's website, and they they want you to be integrated in social media to help get your name out there and get some kind of a a presence on the internet. You know, you're basically building up your, I guess for lack of a better term, your celebrity status. In, in a, I don't I don't mean that as that I'm going to be famous. It's just I, I'm just saying that it's like this. It's it's a way to build up your professional image in such a way that everybody will take notice and follow it, and so they're like, we want you to create a Facebook page, we want you to create a Twitter account, we want you to create a Google Plus account, a YouTube account, we want you to um, make blog posts two to three times a week, and I'm sitting here thinking, fuck, I have all this already, (laughs) so my my Twitter account, link to the website, is the Twitter account for Delayed Effect, because, well, fuck, as I've said from the start of this, this podcast was created to chronicle my... leap into the music industry, I mean, that's the whole reason I started this podcast, aside from the fact that I also wanted something to break away from the 8-Bit PackyCast so that I could have a more stream of consciousness show put into this one and leave that one as nerdy as possible, and then I end up, you know, putting it on the shelf, but, (laughs) come on, we all knew that was coming anyway. Um, It's not dead. It's not gone. It's just waiting in the wings until such a time that I can sit down and give it the attention it properly deserves that being said, if there's any nerds that are listening and you think hey, I want to try doing a podcast all you have to do is talk about video games media comic books, movies, TV shows entertainment just talk about entertainment for a half hour to an hour however long you want really and if you want to do that and you have the means to record something with a decent amount of quality I mean I'm saying decent I'm recording this on my fucking phone but you know if, if you have the means to record yourself talking about it and you want to get your voice out there let me know I will gladly put you up as a guest host for the 8-Bit Packycast you will have the episode for a time not with me by yourself if you just want to sit and talk about shit I mean you know, it has to be nerd related but come on we're all nerdy in some fashion so uh, let me know I would gladly do that as a matter of fact I'm going to put that on on Facebook too for anybody that wants to try um, but yeah back to my, my student page so I, I linked up my delayed effect Twitter account to that I linked my delayed effect Facebook page to that I started using my delayed effect email address, but I'm like, no, I I want something that's not going to get any spam whatsoever because that's tied to like Stitcher and iTunes because I'm okay. And iTunes, I am, I did email them and I'm waiting on a response and it's pissing me off a little bit because I sent them an email and they're like, oh, well you want to talk to the podcast department. And I'm like, well, why didn't you have a contact setting or uh, why didn't you have contact information for the podcast department on your website? So I would have done that directly so I emailed them and they're like thank you for your response we will get back with you and then the first guy emailed me back saying I was just wondering if you had gotten that taken care of yet and I said no I emailed them and they haven't replied and then I get an email from somebody that's like the, the supervisor saying you know it's been handed over to me and my team to take care of your issue and I will review your issue and get back to you and I'm like what, what the fuck just put my podcast on iTunes it can't be that hard You've done it with two other shows that I'm a part of and countless others of which I'm at least indirectly tied to. I don't get what the deal is. But whatever. Just fucking fix it, Apple. Come on. (laughs) Take care of me and not everybody else. I'm the most important is what I'm saying. Uh, Anyway. They're not making a good case for the fact that I'm probably going to switch over to their products at some point. Yeah, I begrudgingly say that I'm probably gonna have to get an iPhone someday, because as part of this course, about eight weeks in, they're giving me a copy of Pro Tools to use. Well, I need a computer to run that on, so I'm looking at getting a Mac Mini, because they're like 500 bucks, and all you gotta do is buy a monitor and a keyboard and a mouse to go with it. So I'd say probably six, seven hundred dollars. Just create a nice little workstation. Bam! I can have my own recording studio basically I shouldn't say studio my own recording station better than what I use right now which would be great however at some point you know it's I'm just I, I, I like synchronicity that's my thing about using Android right now is because I like logging onto my computer onto my Gmail account and then going onto my phone being able to just bring up my browser history, right, like I type something in, bam, it pops up right on my phone that I looked at on my computer, you know, which is nice, especially for porn, (laughs) just kidding, maybe, Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, at at some point, I'm probably going to end up getting an iPhone just for the sake of synchronicity which means I'll probably get an Apple Watch. So, congratulations, Zach. At some point, you have won. You didn't win me over in no time at all. Because it's gonna take some time, but you won. I don't know, maybe I'll just have two phones. One for work and one for play. There we go. Because who doesn't like spending ungodly amounts of money? But anyway back to my student page um, it's funny because they said we want you to write two to three blog posts a week and I'm like that's funny because I, I even told my advisor that on the phone I'm like dude ever since I, I made the move to Seattle even before that when I first contacted the recording connection I have been making posts about it updating people so this is just going to give me a proper form in which to do that and I think that's pretty cool actually pretty excited about that. So it's, it's kind of funny because that, that is all technically homework. Ah, that's my homework is to do what I've been doing. I've been doing my homework before it was even assigned to me. If, If that's any indication, then this is going to be the best educational experience I've ever had. Um, but yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll throw a link to my student profile up on Delayed Effects Facebook page, which if you don't know is facebook.com forward slash D effect pod. That's D-E-F-F-E-C-T-P-O-D. And which is also my Twitter handle for those curious. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's a nice looking page. It's got a picture of me. A nice little about section what I'm doing, where I'm going, and there's a, a link, It's oh, it's also linked to my Instagram profile, so anything I do on Instagram is automatically updated there in the photo section, and there's a blog section you can follow, it's it's really well organized, very user-friendly, I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited to start using it, I'm even more excited to hear back from my mentor so that I can get in the studio, hopefully sometime next week, so by the time I record next, I should be in the middle of it hopefully have already done my first session so that's gonna be bomb <sighs> yeah that's gonna be good um, so here here's a big thing too last weekend uh, the one in which I was sick on Sunday the day prior the reason that I drove down oddly enough, What's well, my dad's birthday? October 10th, 2015, was my dad's 66th birthday. Which I said, that's cool, Dad, because that's nerdy. And he said, how? I said, because 66 is the order that was issued by the Galactic Empire, or not Galactic Empire at the time, by the Emperor uh, in order to uh, wipe out the Jedi's. And he's like, oh, cool. So he felt better about it, because he hates being old. <laughs> my, my, my poor father, he, he's a wonderful man. But uh, I, I think his body is a lot older than he is. And he feels it. It's unfortunate. You know, he's, he's retired. He's been retired for, I, I guess it would be a year at that point, because he retired on his birthday last year. And, God, what, about eight months into his retirement? goes to the doctor cuz he's had asthma for like the last decade and finds out that hey, you know, it might be COPD after all, which is I forgot what that stands for it's like chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or something like that, which could essentially become emphysema. And yes, he was a smoker for God knows how many years, but the weird thing is he smoked quite a bit ever since he was in the military. Up until about a decade ago when he started getting asthma and he literally couldn't do it anymore without dying. <laughs> at least feeling like he's dying. But he had always gone in and gotten tests done, you know, for as much as he smoked, he was always checking in on it. You know, he's like, he goes to the doctor's like, Look at my lungs, look at my lungs. And every time they looked at it, his lungs did not indicate somebody that had smoked so much for so many years. You know, whereas some people would have like I don't know exactly how the tests work because I've never been tested for such things, but I I would guess that if somebody is a pretty heavy smoker when the tests come back maybe some kind of an x-ray or some kind of a scan, you're able to tell that there's obvious wear and tear on uh, the brachia, I think they're called I'm not a fucking doctor, but (laughs) I barely paid attention in Biology class, anatomy and physiology, even. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I feel like there there is a way to tell from those scans without actually going in and looking at the lungs that that you can see damage been done. And every time that he had been checked, they said his lungs looked great, despite the odds. And then he starts working at this company, where he's working around. It's, it's one of those, like, microchip manufacturing companies. And it's the kind that you have to, like, walk in through a clean room, hop up in some kind of bunny suit, and then go in and work on the equipment. He was a repairman, essentially, for these uh, all this equipment. But he worked around a lot of chemicals and a lot of cleaning solutions and things like that that he was inhaling on a regular basis, which have been linked to such things as asthma and copd however i I really feel like if he tried to fight it he could get some kind of justice out of it but he's he's kind of a defeatist in his attitude because it's it's just well i was a smoker for so many years and they're just going to hold that against me and my phone is ringing hey this might be recorded like you're on the road. You don't know. <laughs> Trust me, I know what it sounds like when you're driving. <laughs> How? Um, well, the, uh, the, it, it's that very distinctive sound, especially when you got that accident. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, you were so far away because you're near your shield. It knocked the phone out of my hand. It like went flying into the the passenger side floorboard. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so we are we, me, William and, and I are uh, sitting here waiting for the the go ahead to enter the expo hall. Nice. I'm uh I'm driving. You're driving. <laughs> oh, okay, that's what happened oh, man, it's raining like a motherfucker. Raining? Raining. Pouring. Uh, so, where are you? Huh? Where are, where are you being? Uh, Washington? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What part of Washington? Uh, we're in Washington! <laughs> we're gonna score now! Um, <laughs> I don't know uh, hold on I'll find a sign so there's a funny story right now you're going to do it? yeah I, uh, <laughs> you, you might be being recorded you're being recorded? well you are I might be also but you you might be I am but you might be that's what I meant to say do you have a probation officer there or something? <laughs> no, I have no finger in my ass, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I was, I was actually, uh, I had the recorder going on my phone because I was recording a driving podcast kind of thing. Oh really? Yeah, and it might still be going. I don't know if it records phone calls or if it pauses, so... Yeah, you know, I was always wondering how they, people get those phone calls recorded. It, it might be working. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck, I don't... Oh, here we go. Oh, uh, hey, I'm not too far away. I'm, I'm six... There's a, what? There's a Ninja Turtle at the front of the line. <laughs> Which one? My Michelangelo. <laughs> and it's actually pretty cool. Like, his shell is a backpack. <laughs> oh, I've seen those. Those are pretty sweet. Yeah. Except, you know, he's like, he's 40 and he's got a green beard. <laughs> okay, that's not so cool. He does, there's no reason he needs a backpack. Not yeah, because he's at an expo gaming center and he's got like, backpack. There. I mean, that makes sense, but outside of the convention, it's not like he's in school. Yeah. Anyway, you said you were pretty close. You're Vancouver though. Fucking nerds. Um, yeah. Bunch over here. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm a. The sign just said I'm six miles from Ridgefield. Ridgefield? Yeah. So I'd yeah, say another half hour probably. Yeah, a half hour, and forty-five minutes, then I'll be there. Yeah. How is uh, how is parking? When we got here, parking was not a problem. All right. As long as you get your ticket and go in the parking structure, and just uh, we we just went to the right. There's a bunch of spots still. All right, where is it again? The Expo Center. Expo Center, yeah, on Broadway. Cool. Broadway and Martin Luther King. Oh, sorry. Are we on Martin Luther King? Whoa. Okay, sorry, not on, not on Broadway. We're on Martin Luther King. Okay. Right. That's where you park or is that where the thing is? So if, if you go you go down Martin Luther King, you know, southbound on Martin Luther King. Uh huh. Um, you, you follow the signs. The parking will will be. Uh, so have to correct, go a bad sign parking for Expo Center this way. Oh, okay. So you, go, back, you go past like, the message Center to check to the right. Sweet. What hall is it in? <laughs> what hall is it in? Uh, we're in the Exit Hall E. Okay. Echo. Echo. <laughs> I, I unintentionally echoed <laughs> your echo. <laughs> What's, what's your, what's your name? Echo. What? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, we're at the first floor, just on the elevator and then just to left. Alright. I'll, uh, I'll give you a call when I get there. Okay. Uh, oh, to get to the, to get the ticket, you have to go, uh, you have to go, uh, to the right past the roasted Cafe or whatever. And yeah. I go all the way up the, the escalators into the trigger booth. and that's where I can beat up some nerd and take his. Yeah. All right. All right. I didn't bring money. I'm just gonna steal up my there, way in. Yeah. Oh, is that? Oh, okay. There's a off and It's gonna open. I guess when the doors open up, it'll be a lot of closer. All yeah. right. Cool. It'll, it'll be right. It'll be right when you get off the elevator. All right. Means. Yeah, it's closed right now, but I guess it'll be open when you find you get here. Okay. Yeah, it should be like I said, half hour, 45 minutes, so I'll be there after it opens, but I'll be there. Okay. Okay, we'll see you soon. Alright, I love you. <laughs> love you, Jesus. <too. laughs> Faggot. <laughs> <You> <laughs> oh, hey, hang on. You love me? No. Wait, you? Yes. No. What? That's a lot of those and guesses. I don't know where to stand. Shut up. Okay, I'll let you go now. I love you. Okay. Beep. Ha. Ah, all right. Well, I have no idea if that actually recorded, but... For the uninformed, I just answered a phone call. And... We have a phone. Still recording. That might have went through. That'll be interesting. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, for, for the uninitiated, that was... My best friend Joel calling, who some of you might have heard on episode, what is it, 41 and 42 of Down the Bunny Hole? Or is it 42 and 43? I I had a couple episodes where Zach couldn't make it, so I recorded with Joel because him and I are very like-minded when it comes to Blink-182. We're very like-minded in general. Um, but when it comes to Blink-182 and Angels and Airwaves and stuff like that, we're, we're pretty pretty in sync, so uh, uh, I decided to have him featured. So that's who I was talking to for the majority of that. And then at the end, that was the I don't know if I've ever talked about him, but that's my friend William. He's a, he's a funny nerd. <laughs> he, uh, he He's the one that got us into going to this convention in the first place back when they, they started it, uh, like four years ago. Um, he Okay, so it's always been up for debate. This is interesting. Between Joel and William, who actually originally got everyone into this whole idea of collecting retro video games, because Joel used to go with his mom to, like, thrift stores and stuff like that, and then, uh, and then he'd find these old video games, you he'd like, oh, cool, get this, and then he was talking to William about it, and then William either had been doing it or started doing it too it's it's really hard to say but regardless of who started it william took it to a whole new level because at one point he had God, i think he i think he had over nine thousand different retro games ranging from nintendo to super nintendo to sega genesis dreamcast master system sega cd sega saturn Atari, PlayStation 1 and 2 and 3, X, I mean, basically, it'd be easier to say, you named the system, and he had games for it, and he was going for a complete Sega Genesis collection from the United States, because the United States and Europe apparently have two different systems, I mean, they're, they're the exact same system, but they go by different names, it's the Sega Genesis here, it's the Sega Mega Drive over there, I believe? And so he was going for the complete U.S. collection, which was like 900-something games. And he got to about seven, six, six or 700-something before he ended up selling his entire collection, making damn near 10 grand off of it. And no, he didn't have 9,000 games. That, the 9,000 came from uh, how much he made. It was somewhere between nine and $10,000 that he made from selling off the entire collection completely but I think, I think his, his collection was somewhere upward of 5,000 in total, maybe. I'll have to ask him, but yeah, Motherfucker took it to a whole new level by doing that. I mean, it became an obsession at some point. At, at his old apartment, his closet was dedicated as a shrine to his collection. It was pretty retarded. But, you know, it's it's just like anything somebody's passionate about, you know? It's like you gotta give him credit because that's his vice. That's that's something he wants to do. That's something he holds dear to his heart. And he wants to make a collection out of it. I, I won't knock him for that ever. I'll make fun of him because it's hilarious to watch him overreact in, in response. But, but uh, I'll, yeah, I won't ever knock him for the fact that he did that because he was passionate about it. And as dorky and childish and nerdy as it might be, it's still a passion. And that's huge because at me I'm following my passion. Granted it sounds a little bit more grown up that I'm gonna go work in a recording studio but I feel like a kid doing it. So I don't know. There's something there. He didn't make a career out of selling video games but he's uh, he's building his collection back up and he found out about this Retro Gaming Expo that it started like I said four or five years ago. I think it was four years ago and we went to it and it was fun found some shit, we all bought shit, went to it the next year, where it expanded to where it is now, in what is called the uh, Portland Expo Center, uh, it's a, it's an awesome exhibit hall for something this big, and I didn't go the two years that followed, but I'm going this year, because just for the day, because, you know, William called me last week, or week before last, and said, yeah, I'm going to this, you know, it's want to go and I'm like fuck why not you know I'm I'm probably not going to buy anything I'm not I'm not into retro game collecting anymore not like I used to be I sold off most of my collection too I I, I say sold off I traded it in for store credit so I never have to buy a new video game again should I want to get one I just go to that store and say I want this use my credit golden however William is still collecting know he's he's trying to build his collection back up and and he does it in such a way that it it becomes a nest egg it's an investment it's not just spending money on toys you know he he has the intent to sell this in bulk someday it's a like because because when he did when he sold his collection before he used it as a down payment on his house and had extra left over you know he, he from like the 10 grand that he made i think he put eight down on the house and used two to help fix the place up I mean, it was it was a sound investment. I for for as childish of a thing it is as it could be as collecting video games, it was an adult way to do it. And it, it wasn't bad for at the time. He was only collecting for like two years. <laughs> two years of collecting, maybe spending. I don't know what or two. So I mean, you know, the, the turnaround, if, if he, let's say he spent $2,000 and he made 10 off of it, all the profit he made went towards the down payment of his house. That's pretty good. I mean, it's a manufactured home. It's not a, like a big, beautiful home by any means, but it's a nice house. I mean, it's livable. It's in a perfect location for him to get to work without having to drive too far. And... He's fixing it up and making it double in value, at the very most, so that he can flip it—not really flip it, but so that you know at some point he can sell it and get a different one. You know, it's—he's from, from the sound of it, he's playing it smart. Whether or not he actually is, we'll find out. Uh, but yeah, it's—it's it's a fun expo. It's really cool. So, anyway, as I was saying before I was so delightfully interrupted by my best friends, uh, which I really hope got recorded, because that was a good conversation, yet the rain was coming down pretty hard, so it's it might have been muffled a little bit, but you know, something to look forward to in post. Uh, last weekend, uh, like I was saying, uh, oh yeah, so I was going on about my, my dad being sick. I'm not really sick per se, but... Yeah, he's, he's got breathing problems now because it could very well be the company that caused it we don't know and he's just not the type to really sit and fight it because he's, he kind of has that I'm too old and tired to do that mentality so I mean I, I, I don't know but I don't, I don't really know that it would fix anything except give him some money it's not like it will cure what's wrong with him But, I mean, he has his good days and bad days where he's breathing really well, and then some days he just can't. I mean, he's got inhalers and whatnot, but I don't know. But, yeah, so last Saturday was my dad's 66th birthday, and I had already planned on going down to Oregon to visit him for that. Thankfully, it was on a Saturday, so I could. Well, lo and behold, I find out that that is the same day that... um, one certain Mr. Thomas Matthew DeLong just happened to be visiting Portland for a book signing for the release of his uh, Poet Anderson novel of Nightmares. And I figured, well, since I'm going down to visit dear old dad, why not pop in at the bookstore and have a proper meeting unlike the first time, which was impromptu and unexpected and no time to freak out Uh, uh, why not have a proper meeting with one of the biggest influences on my life so before driving down for the weekend I went and bought the book uh, which I could have bought at the bookstore too but I wanted to start reading it and I did a little bit I haven't finished it because I'm not good with reading I I should rephrase that I know how to read (laughs) a little bit but I'm just not good at taking the time to do it. And I need to. Because from what I have read so far, I actually am really enjoying it. Go figure. It's Tom. Of course I'm going to enjoy it. Even if I really don't, I'm going to say I do. <laughs> no, that's not true. I, I find myself drawn to the stuff he puts out. I don't know what it is. Might be a little biased, but I, I try and look at it as... Objectively? Subjectively? I try and look at it as... Unbiased as possible, and I, I like it so far. But anyway, so I travel down, pop in, say hi to dad, happy birthday! I'm gonna go meet my idol. <laughs> uh, and went down to the bookstore, waited in line for about an hour and a half, walked around the line. You now I'm just I'm trying to hurry through the story because the rest of it's boring the waiting the waiting the waiting I, I sit there the entire time through the line thinking what am i going to say how do i want to say it? and then they're they're going on saying you know oh please don't dilly dally blah 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 We want to get through this as quick as possible and all that. of course they always say that but everybody takes their time with him because you know you want to get everything out right i get up to him and i'm like hey oh and and i bought an extra copy of the book well not really i Okay, so what I did, I used my copy because Zach asked me, hey, could you get something signed for me? I was going to just buy a copy of the book for him and get it signed and my copy too. But I thought, eh, I didn't didn't even know if they were going to sell the book in there or not. So I just used, which it turns out they would, but you had to go buy it first and then get back in line, and I didn't want to lose my spot because there was a max limit for the line. So I just had Tom sign my copy of the book for Zach, and I had Tom sign my dream journal that I got with the Dreamwalker bundle. Uh, but Zach <laughs> Zach asked, could you get him to write Fuck You, Zachary? Because, you know, he basically already has. I just want it right in <laughs> So I, I walked up to Tom, like, hey, this is actually for my buddy. He was wondering if you could write Fuck You. And, and, and I put a name tag on it that said Zachary, so he would know to personalize it, but he just wrote Fuck You with a little heart and then put his signature in and I was so kind of, I was starstruck, I'm not going to lie, you know, this is the guy in front of me that's, that's pushed me to do everything I've wanted to do, that's inspired me to follow my dreams as much as I have try, tried to, yeah, as much as I have been trying to, there we go. So I'm flustered, I'm nervous, I'm excited all at once, and I didn't even think to say, oh, and Zachary, please, but don't correct him. <laughs> Which is stupid. I know he's a person. I'm not trying to idolize him any more than I already do. I'm not trying to put him up on a pedestal any more than I already do. But I just, I, I, I was floored. You know, I'm, I'm here and he's looking right at me and I'm having a conversation with him and, and he's signing my dream tour. And I'm like, dude, I, I need to take a minute and thank you for, for everything that you've done to, the, everything you've done with what you've done has inspired me to, to actually follow my dreams. Of becoming a a music producer slash you know audio engineer and he's like wow really he he actually looked genuinely shocked and he's like what what is it that that i what what is it you know i've had a lot of people come up and tell me that lately what is it that i'm doing that that has personally inspired you and i'm like i was i was like frozen for a second i'm like he's asking me a question i didn't expect this i just expected and i'm like oh thanks man you know move along kind of a thing and he's looking right at me, and I'm like, "You're Tom DeLonge. That's why." No, I said, "It's everything, dude. It's the music, the words, the message, the, the quotes, the movies. Everything you've done is." And then my lips like started to quiver, and I was like freaking out in my head. And I'm just like, "It's it's just everything, man. It's all of it." And he's like, "God, that is so cool." He's like, is "That that he's, he said that's what I want to do. I want this to move people. I want it to push people." I said I'll I'll do what I can to translate that forward you know I'll I'll pay it on if I can and I got a picture with it which kind of sucks because you know they used my phone and my back facing camera sucks because the screen is broken on it so it doesn't always focus and they didn't take the picture at the right time for when I had my arm around him and we threw up the horns and so the pictures that came out were not that great but I have the memory and the pictures that I did get that I liked I put up on Facebook and it went great with that I couldn't be happier I I got to tell him that, that was my biggest thing is I got to tell Tom what he did to make this happen and as much as I stumbled through and stuttered and babbled and blub, blubbered and everything I, I got it out and it, just, it couldn't come at a better time you guys because I'm doing it. I'm doing exactly what I told him. You know, I'm following my dreams. I'm doing what I want to do rather than what's expected of me, what's what's practical, what everyone thinks I should do. I'm saying fuck everybody else and doing what makes me happiest, what, what makes me the most passionate about, about what I'm not even going to consider to be work. I mean, I know there's going to be times where I'm going to look at this and say, fuck this shit, I'm out, you know, but I'm, I'm always going to come back to it. always going to come back to it. It's it's the only thing that drives me. It's the only thing that makes sense. Through, through all the fucking runarounds and heartbreaks and ups and downs, lefts and rights that I've had in life so far, the only constant that's ever been there is music. So It's not going away anytime soon. People are always going to need it. People are always going to need ...a medium through which to push their own material to make it sound just a little bit better, a little bit cleaner, a little bit crisper. And fuck, I'm going to facilitate that shit. Just you wait and see. That's going to be me. <laughs> and I got to tell him. <laughs> so that was huge. That that was my whole wanting to meet him. It wasn't to get his signature. I have his signature. I have things signed by him. It wasn't even just to meet him because I have met him again. Or, excuse me, I have met him before this was a chance to actually tell the person that's inspired me the most exactly what he's done for me, face to face. And it couldn't have gone, okay, it could have gone a little bit better, I could have done without the quivering and the babbling, but it went better than I expected, and I couldn't be happier. So that's fucking cool. I'm not one to put a lot of stock into, at least these days, I'm not one to say, you know, things are happening for a reason, or things are happening the way that they're supposed to, but it, it just seems like the stars are aligning a little bit in my favor ever since I made this decision. It's just like, there, there's been nothing to really dissuade me from from going this direction, and I. I I really have to take notice of that because, you know, it's like when you always have doubts, of course, you always have fears, you know, what if this doesn't turn out, what if this doesn't go the way that you're expecting it to, and, you know, that, that's always going to be a constant, you're, you're always going to have fear, especially if you're an artist, the first thing you're going to do is criticize yourself, and tell yourself you're not good enough for this shit. but it's, it's just really nice to see that that for all the decisions I've made within the last two months, that everything's pointing towards go. Everything's pushing me in that direction. I'm not being pulled back by anything in terms of that. I have nothing but the greatest amount of support from my friends and family. I have nobody telling me that that's a stupid decision why did you do that I have people that are sad that I'm not around anymore but they know it's for the greater good for me I I have this job that's panning out <clears throat> I have this podcast to talk about it just, I, 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 I don't know it's just it's really cool to see It's a really good feeling when things just start going your way, I guess. And I really hope I'm not jinxing it by talking about it, but I have been talking about it for two months now, and so far so good, so let's keep this train rolling, baby. Alright, well, (laughs) that's an episode, folks, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, as always tune in next time, I, I can't guarantee it'll be next week because something might happen but I'm gonna sure as shit try to keep this on a weekly basis as much as I can because that's always been my stickler uh, mentality about this one is consistency so uh, let's do it to it huh? So for this week I'm Packy and thank you again for joining me on Delayed Effect. I will next time. Da, 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 da.